Durham blows up five years worth of false fact-checking by fake news. Hillary Clinton paid a federal government private contractor to spy on the President of the United States from inside the White House by Brian Cates. President Donald J. Trump loudly made the claim many times during his four-year run in the Oval Office from 2017 to 2021. The claim that while he was a candidate for president in 2016 and then during his tenure in the White House, he was being spied on illegally, that his wires were tapped at Trump Tower. And every single time Trump dared to voice this claim, the fake news media instantly leapt to shout him down and fact-check him about it. When Trump made the claim again during a 60 Minutes interview with CBS correspondent Leslie Stahl in October of 2020, she emphatically rejected what he was saying and repeatedly tried to cut him off. Stahl even said that this was the storied and hallowed 60 Minutes program and that something could not be put out there without any evidence to support it. But Trump kept insisting the evidence was there, and indeed it was. There was no excuse whatsoever for a serious journalist to insist that at that late date, late date just one month before the 2020 election, that there was no evidence that Trump and his campaign had been spied on. Stahl didn't even try the clever dodge that Trump had been placed under legal surveillance via a FISA warrant granted by the FISA court. She simply made a flat, universal denial. What makes Stahl's emphatic denial in late 2020 so ludicrous is that by mid-2018, plenty of solid evidence had emerged that were causing some very reluctant admissions in some of the mainstream press that, yes, Trump had been spied on by federal agencies via a legal surveillance warrant granted by the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. I even made a meme of it at the time, mocking the way the media instantly spun on a dime from nobody spied on Trump and his campaign to a great idea to spy on his Trump and his, by Trump on his campaign narrative. That spying on Trump and his associates was not limited to intercepting and unmasking their electronic communications, phone calls, emails, text messages, internet usage. At least one spy had been sent to the Trump campaign to gather evidence against them, as Accuracy in Media's Brian McNichol reported back in May of 2018. Quote, in the past week, both the New York Times and Washington Post have acknowledged the FBI and U.S. intelligence services had a spy in the Trump campaign, and others have acknowledged that British intelligence services may have been involved. The Times referred to the spy as an informant, but it provided a lengthy account of how the intelligence services were politicized to attack the Trump campaign. The Post further reported on the spy's months-long pattern of seeking out and meeting three different Trump campaign officials. The spy, who Zero Hedge identified as Stefan Halper, an academic and security expert who has participated in spying activities for the FBI and CIA.
end quote. And yet there was Stahl insisting to Trump's face in October of 2020 that there was no verified evidence that anybody ever spied on him, his campaign, or his presidency. Leslie Stahl needs to issue an apology. Not only was Trump being spied on by federal law enforcement and intelligence agencies based on faked evidence, it just so happens he was also being spied on by at least one federal private contractor working on behalf of a private citizen. And not just any private citizen. That private citizen was none other than citizen Hillary Rodham Clinton. Dear Mrs. Clinton, you are not a federal law enforcement or intelligence agency, and you did not have a legal warrant. Retain all your documents, please. Realize what Durham and his crack team in the special counsel's office have just done. After clearly establishing who Joff and the Georgia Tech researchers were working for via the indictment of Sussman last September, and the key role Joff and Georgia Tech played in concocting the Alpha Bank hoax with Perkins Cooey lawyers Sussman and Elias, Durham also showed the world via the billing records exactly who it was that was directing and paying for all this nefarious activity while using their lawyers as their cutouts, their middlemen, the Hillary Clinton for President campaign. And the entire time, Durham was setting that up, explaining how the conspiracy chain of command worked. He was carefully and artfully holding back something else that the Hillary Clinton campaign was paying Joff and company to do via the lawyers at Perkins Coie. Durham just casually dropped into a filing last week that Joff and his crew were spying on the President of the United States. From the filing, quote, Five, the government's evidence at trial will also establish that among the internet data Tech Executive One and his associates exploited was domain name system, DNS, internet traffic pertaining to one, a particular healthcare provider, two, Trump Tower, three, Donald Trump's Central Park West apartment building, and four, the Executive Office of the President of the United States, EOP. Tech Executive One's employer, Internet Company One, had come to access and maintain dedicated servers for the EOP as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolution services to the EOP. Tech Executive One and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the EOP's DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. End quote. Not only was President Trump completely correct about the fact his campaign was being spied on, and that that spying continued on into his, his administration once he'd been sworn into office on January 20th, 2017, it turns out his campaign and his presidency were being spied on by multiple parties. The legal spies in the federal agencies using fake Clinton allegations. 
It has been a well-established and admitted fact for four years now that the FBI used a tainted warrant full of fake evidence supplied by the Clinton campaign's very well-paid political operatives to obtain a surveillance warrant on former Trump campaign advisor Carter W. Page that allowed the agency to quote-unquote legally spy on both the Trump campaign and later the Trump presidency. From October of 2016 all the way through to September of 2017. It was only in September of 2017, eight months after Donald J. Trump had assumed office, that the third and final renewal of that tainted Carter Page FISA warrant finally was allowed to expire. The private contractors using their legal access to EOP servers to illegally spy on the president were working for the Clinton campaign. But now, Durham has begun to reveal the nuts and bolts working of a second and previously unknown private contractor spying operation targeting the Trump campaign that was, incredibly enough, being funded and directed by none other than Hillary Clinton herself. While the FBI is going to argue they had some legal cover even after it became manifest that the quote-unquote evidence they used in their application to get the FISA warrant on page was faked and had come from Clinton's own agents, Rodney Joff, the Georgia Tech personnel, and Sussman and Elias are not going to have that luxury. When the FBI used the fake evidence in the Steele dossier, supplied it by the same Clinton people at Fusion GPS and Perkins Coie, who had also manufactured the Alpha Bank hoax, FBI personnel could at least attempt to argue that they were fooled by Clinton's people into using the legal apparatus of the security state into targeting her rival's campaign for the presidency. Now, there are very good and valid reasons for thinking they won't be successful in claiming they were taken in by Clinton's private operatives. But I want to discuss something else at the moment. Although the Carter Page warrant was chock full of faked evidence, it was still in the eyes of the law a legal surveillance warrant. It wasn't until years later that the FISA court finally ruled that warrant and its renewals were invalid. And a legal warrant is exactly what Rodney Joff of Newstar and his co-conspirators at Georgia Tech did not have while they were spying on Trump's campaign and then his presidency. Understand, Joff and Everyone else involved in this illegal private contractor spying on Trump from inside the White House have absolutely no legal cover whatsoever. There is no warrant based on faked evidence or otherwise. Several years ago, probably as early as 2018, Durham compared the Alpha Bank hoax white papers and thumb drives that Sussman handed off to FBI General Counsel James Baker in September of 2016 to the Alpha Bank hoax white papers and thumb drives that Sussman gave to, quote, Federal Agency 2 officials in February of 2017. 
and Durham and his investigators instantly could see that the Alpha Bank hoax papers and drives from February had been revised and updated with new data that were not seen in the earlier September 2016 version. Try to imagine the look on Durham and his investigators' faces as they realized some of the new data included in the February version of the Alpha Bank hoax included DNS server lookup material from the executive office of the president. A lot of people assume that the executive office of the president just means the Oval Office. Durham and his staff would know better. It includes the National Security Council, the National Security Advisor, the Vice President, the White House Chief of Staff, and several key administration offices. Team Durham would have instantly grasped what these revisions to the Alpha Bank hoax meant. Between September of 2016 and February of 2017, Donald Trump and his new administration had taken up residence in the White House. This meant Joff and his team were taking DNS data from out of the White House's dedicated servers and adapting it and using it in their Alpha Bank hoax. And then, Perkins Coie lawyer Sussman takes this revised hoax to a federal agency many think is the CIA and gives it to them. And all of this activity was being paid for by the Clinton campaign. Private contractors working for a private citizen did this without any warrant. Amazing. It's bad enough that prior to Trump entering the White House, Joff and company were illegally mining federal agency databases for private electronic communications information on him and his associates and then giving what they had illegally taken from those databases to Perkins Coie and Fusion GPS. Because by extension, they were giving that data to the Hillary Clinton campaign, who were using it to drive their fake Trump-Russia collusion hoax. It wasn't just Alpha Bank. Paul Sperry had an article at Real Clear Investigations in September in which he claimed the Alpha Bank data was far from the only data these criminals illegally took from databases and handed off to their friends at Perkins Coie and Fusion. Sperry says there was, was a digital dossier that had been compiled on several key Trump-related targets. Quote, the Clinton campaign project, these sources say, also involved compiling a digital dossier on several Trump campaign officials, including Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Paul Manafort, George Papadopoulos, and Carter Page. This effort exploited highly sensitive, non-public internet data related to their personal email communications and web browsing known as internet protocol or IP addresses. Quote, to mine the data, the Clinton campaign enlisted a team of Beltway computer contractors as well as university researchers with security clearance who often collaborate with the FBI and the intelligence community. 
they worked from a five-page campaign document called the Trump Associates List. End quote. What makes things worse for Joff and his team is that they decided to continue their electronic spying on Trump and his associates after Trump was sworn in as president and had entered the White House. And they didn't just limit themselves to scouring the same federal databases they'd been using before. Nope. Rodney Joff must have made a conscious decision to use his access as New Star VP to the dedicated servers in the executive office of the president to step up his spying on Trump as he looked for information he could hand off to the Clinton campaign to help Clinton and her media and federal agency allies continue their attempts to sabotage Trump via their Russian collusion hoax. There's no doubt what happened here. Without a warrant, a private contractor working for Hillary Clinton spied on a sitting president in the White House, then handed off what he found to her lawyers at Perkins Coie, who then used that new White House data in an updated version of their Alpha Bank hoax and gave it to Federal Agency 2. And Durham has it all. Look at the language in the filing. Durham's not speculating or just hoping he can prove this. He says he has the concrete evidence and he will show it to the court. If this goes to trial, he is saying he can 100% prove all these people involved in this illegal spying did it. I believe him. And so should you.